and welcome to the LMI podcast. This episode is the next instalment in our mini-series looking at cross-cultural mission in the Book of Acts. In this series so far, we've looked at Philip in Samaria and Philip meeting the Ethiopian official and Peter visiting Cornelius. So do have a listen to those previous episodes if you haven't already. Now today we're focusing on Acts chapter 11 verses 19 to 26 and the cross-cultural mission that led to the birth of the church at Antioch. So please do turn to Acts chapter 11 in your Bibles and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version verses 19 to 26. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Now, right at the start of this passage, we see the impact of persecution against the church in Jerusalem. Following Stephen's martyrdom, Many followers of Jesus flee from the violence to find refuge elsewhere, just as was the case with Philip, as we noted in a previous episode. We read of some who travelled into Gentile regions, that is, non-Jewish regions. But upon arrival there, they spoke to no one except Jews. So these people were sharing the gospel, but only among the Jewish diaspora community where they were we noticed similar hesitancy to reach out beyond the Jewish culture in a previous episode in this series, focusing on Peter and Cornelius. In verse 20 of today's passage, we then introduce to a different scenario. We read of another group, who were themselves diaspora Jews, who came to Antioch. Now, about Antioch, scholars tell us that it was only exceeded in size by Rome and Alexandria throughout the Roman Empire in ancient times. So we can imagine it was a big, significant place. Now, this group took part in cross-cultural mission, preaching the good news about the Lord Jesus with Hellenists, a term which here refers to Greek-speaking Gentiles, people who were not Jewish. Verse 21 leaves us in no doubt concerning the divine approval for this activity, for there we read that the hand of the Lord was with them, and many people believed and turned to the Lord. Now these events must have made a significant impact, because we are told that word reached back to the church at Jerusalem of what was taking place. 
Folks in Jerusalem were seemingly keen to investigate, and so Barnabas was dispatched to see what was going on. Upon his arrival, Barnabas happily identified the fruit of this cross-cultural communication as a work of God, a demonstration of his grace. And according to verse 23, he set about encouraging these new believers. Now we find another statement at the end of verse 24 which points towards divine approval and impact. As we read, a great many people were added to the Lord. Now it seems as though Barnabas was quick to recognise that help was needed in this situation of growth and expansion. And so he recruited the Apostle Paul to help. But of course at this early stage in Acts, he is referred to as Saul from Tarsus. The new church that had been formed in Antioch, as a result of the cross-cultural mission effort, was then strengthened with teaching and their identity established. These new disciples came to be known as Christians, a designation that has been used to identify all followers of Jesus around the world ever since. So as we consider these events, what might we learn regarding the task of cross-cultural mission today? Well, I'm sure if you spend time thinking and praying about this passage, you'll find many helpful things from God's word here. Briefly, we're going to highlight just four points. Firstly, we have yet another example here in this series on cross-cultural mission from the book of Acts, which demonstrates that mission is on God's heart. We know this from the divine endorsement that was given to the description of this group's activities, found in verse 21. The hand of the Lord was with them. The men from Cyprus and Cyrene who began reaching out to the Hellenists of Antioch were not wrong to do so. They were not heading off down a mistaken path. They were pursuing the very intentions of God, who has determined that the good news of his son, Jesus Christ, should be declared to all peoples. This same vision must remain central to the life of individual believers today and corporately to the whole church today. As we've seen previously in this series, disciple-making must be seen as an integral part of discipleship. Secondly, and this is also something we've identified earlier on in this podcast series, the cross-cultural communication that took place in Antioch was Christ-centred, as seen in verse 20 of our passage. And cross-cultural mission today must be also. Our communication of the gospel must be centred on the unique Lord Jesus Christ as the one and only Son of God who reveals God to man, the only one through whom there is forgiveness for sins and reconciliation with the Almighty God who made us. The unique person and works of the Lord Jesus Christ must be the central, unchanging, indispensable core of our message if we are to share biblically faithful good news with the world. We noted in our passage that communication of this message had a wonderful impact as people believed and turned to the Lord. Praise God for that response. But this is not always the case in cross-cultural mission, is it? The gospel message may well lead to opposition and challenge from differing worldviews. Pressure comes from situations of such challenge. But we must not allow our anchor to drift from the rock that is Christ who is the unique Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Our third point relates to the sharing of news. 
we noticed in today's passage that word spread from Antioch back to Jerusalem, and that as a result, Barnabas was sent to investigate and was full of joy at what he found. Today, we too need to encourage one another by sharing news and updates about what God is doing in our midst. It can be a source of great joy for people when stories of God's grace are shared with one another, when news of new believers and church growth is communicated. For many, such news of God's kingdom breaking through in peoples and places can become a real inspiration. So if you have something encouraging to share with other believers about what God is doing in his church, go ahead and share it with others. Encourage one another. Finally, the fact that large numbers turned to the Lord in Antioch did not signal the end of the task. Barnabas did not leave to head back to Jerusalem with a report about converts. The task of discipleship and teaching to help these new believers become established in faith got underway. This too must be something that is not overlooked by cross-cultural mission efforts today. Primary communication of the good news must also be accompanied by secondary support and teaching that helps young churches and new believers to grow and mature in Christ. This is something we are passionate about at LMI, and this is why we make our Bible teaching ministry freely available around the world. If you would like to study God's Word with us and join our student body alongside many others from the nations, you can enrol for free online at our website and then you can begin our distance learning programs. Well, we're now halfway through this particular podcast series, so do look out for future episodes coming to the LMI podcast very soon. Now, for more information about Logos Ministries International and our work, please visit us online at lmi-org.net. Do follow us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle LMI underscore connect or find us on Facebook by searching for Logos Min International. Thank you for listening and do join us next time on the LMI podcast. Mm-hmm.